Good morning, everybody, on this Monday morning as we near the middle of August. We've had some terrific weather, as you heard Michael mention. It's going to warm up a little bit here as the week goes on. I'm Brian Barnhart, sitting in for Jim Turpin on Penny for Your Thoughts. Jim uh, taking another week off here. He rarely takes time off. We almost have to get him to, Jim, take some time off. You deserve some, but uh, he enjoys doing this show so very much uh, each day, and uh, he did want to get one break in before the start of the uh, sports seasons here at the University of Illinois for football and basketball. And so uh, Jim taking a well-deserved break. He'll be back with you next Monday here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, I'll sit in with you this week. We have several things lined up for you here this particular week. Uh, Today, pretty much an open line. I do have a couple of things I'm going to throw in the mix here as we go along uh, this morning, but for the most part, it's an open line, 356-9397 is how you can reach us uh, the old-fashioned way here via the phone. You can also email us, talk at wdws.com, or you can uh, text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line at 351-5357. Those are the ways you reach us here today. Here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Lots of activity over the weekend, both in town and around the country. Of course, one of the big headlines was the Ohio man that is accused of plowing his car into some counter-protesters at a white nationalist rally in Virginia in Charlottesville. That caused quite a stir on uh, Saturday, of course. One person killed. Uh, the man's name uh, identified uh, 20-year-old James Alex Fields, Jr., has a bond hearing this morning. He's charged with second-degree murder and other counts after authorities say he drove into a crowd, fatally injuring one woman and hurting 19 others. So that was a huge headline from this weekend. Of course, still following the North Korea situation, still following the folks over in Springfield, the state Senate yesterday overriding the governor's veto of that education bill. As you know, that's been um, going back and forth here very slowly been like a turtle basically okay we have 15 days to decide what to do let's wait the bill was held for a couple of months the governor uh mandatory uh mandatorily vetoed it sent it back the senate then got together on sunday yesterday they overrode it and now it goes to the house on wednesday and all of this going on with school about to start i know it starts here in town and various locations during the course of this week so Nothing like always waiting to the last minute to apply political pressure, right? That's the way it works. All right, 356-9397 is how you can get us started today. You can text us, 351-5357, or you can email us, talk at wdws.com. We've got some fun things we'll throw in today as well, and we'll do all of that here for the next couple of hours and then tell you about our guests during the week as well. All of that straight ahead here on Penny for Your Thoughts. We are at 9.08, and Eric gets us started today. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You know, that was a very unfortunate 
event that you alluded to in your introduction about mm-hmm. the young man who was probably misguided. I mean, I don't think he's well. But I think the broader picture is that these, quote, counter-protesters, you know, they didn't have a permit. They came down there in vast numbers, challenging the police to control them when they're more or less out of control. They're in the streets. That's You know, the First Amendment doesn't guarantee them the right to do any of the things I just talked about. Those people, those people whom they want to badmouth, the white people, uh, had a permit, which they had to go through a lot of changes to get. The city didn't even want to give them one. They took it to court and got one under duress. But they had a permit to voice, perhaps, viewpoints that those counter-protesters didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the First Amendment's about. If you don't agree with somebody, that doesn't mean you have the right to come there and shut them up. You know? Well, yeah, you're right, and it's unfortunate because, and you're right, everybody has a right to speak their mind. Uh, Whether you agree with it or not, uh, I I always think the best thing is if somebody's doing that, ignore them. Well, you know, I mean, ignore them when they show up in those kind of numbers and then clog the streets up. Yeah, what you know, I, yeah. I don't want to really sound like a, a smart Alec, but if they weren't in the streets like that, they wouldn't get run over. No offense. I mean, I know that guy was off off base and misguided, and it's unfortunate. I feel sorry for that young lady that who perished. Yeah. But uh, honest to God. These, quote, Antifa people that think that they're going to call the other side fascist when they're the ones that are really using fascistic tactics to get their, what, resistance movement moved forward? What are they resisting? Mm -hmm. The country is enjoying some prosperity right now. You know, give give the new president a chance. The other, the last president was given a more than a chance. They, they, the papers never said a word negative about him from day one. Yeah. Well, so, and, and and obviously the group that was marching, you mentioned, they had a permit. They were protesting. I think the removal of a what a General Lee monument in Charlottesville. Yeah. Uh, and Charlottesville is obviously a, a campus community. What I'm saying is, if a group like that is going to do, if you're the other side, if you're the counter protesters. And you don't like what they're saying, to me, just ignore what they're saying. Just ignore that it. That would be one but, way to handle but, it. But I mean, what I'm and saying nobody is. Nobody would have lost their right. life. And, and what's unfortunate, what's really tragic is what happened, you know, when the two sides mixed up, you know, together, then you get what happened with the guy driving the car into the crowd. Well, I mean, that was that, confrontational yeah. on those people's, like, let's call them students for counter protesters. Yeah. They wanted to confront them. They wanted to, you know, get in their face. They wanted to, you know, scream louder and drown them out. And my point of view on it is that that's not not First Amendment-supported freedoms. That's that's fighting, really, in plain English. That's like picking a fight. Well, we're seeing a lot of that on college campuses, too, with, uh, you know, speakers that... Yeah, people this, don't want to hear. Well, I don't want to hear what they have to say. When? You know, it's like a TV channel. Then change it. 
if you don't, you don't, well, you know. Exactly, that's but, my point. And but, since when do those people, and half of them are wearing masks and other things, which really is illegal to go out in public with a mask over your face. I don't know if they know that, yeah. but it is. And uh, bringing signs and bullhorns and drowning out whomever it is that they don't agree with. And I'm frankly getting a little bit exercised about it. And like I'm repeating, I'm sorry about what happened to that young lady, but at the same time, their side's looking pretty bad right now. All right. Hey, Eric, i got to move, but thank you. Yep, you've made your point. Uh, 356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. No defense for what happened, obviously, um, on Saturday at all. But uh, obviously just a really, really unfortunate event uh, with the clashing of the two groups there. And uh, you had what happened, and, uh, boy, somebody lost their life, and that's just awful. Suzanne, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, I have uh, the last caller. He's the problem. Okay. You cannot group people by their color. The first thing he said was, those white people. Why are they against those white people? You know, I'm not going to be marching for the Ku Klux Klan. And what's happening in this country, we are becoming so polarized because of the generalizations that people use. And most of the people that I know are right in the middle of the road there. They're not the people that are going to go out and protest anything because they know that white supremacy is stupid. Mm-hmm. But then you have these other people that pretty much support it. And then you have people on the other side that pretty much support that extreme. And those are the people we see in here. Right. No, you're right. And, yeah, and, that, and that's been true for, for a long time. It really has. Not, not just and the last five years or the last six months. I mean that. I'm, I've been reading a book on. Worse. I've been reading a book on the election of 1948. Okay, with Harry Truman trying to get reelected, and there right. were the progressives on the far left had communist elements that were supporting them. You can go back and re- I've read it, and on the far right you had the same thing: white supremacists. I mean, those are the extreme. You know what I mean? On one end, far left, far right, and that's what you had, I think, on Saturday. Right. right, and I think that we run a real risk here when people identify with one of, mm-hmm. you know, they may be middle of the road. They may not have all of the, you know, they may not know what's going on in those extreme groups, but they hear a sound bite here and there, and they mm-hmm. think, you know, that sounds like a good idea. They really don't know what they're, you know, what they're supporting, and it's very dangerous. It's getting very dangerous. Yep, that's why it's important to, to, as you are, to stay informed and and to know, you know, what's right and what's wrong and what's uh, what's in it. What's well, I'm the... about to start a counter counter protest group <laughs> for all the middle of the road people. There you go. Who are just sick of this polarization? Yep. You know, I'm a white person. I have friends that are black, Asian, Latino. And they, oh, most of them, feel the same way I do. I know. Yeah. No, I, and, yeah, you know, yeah, we've yeah. got to stop this polarization. Yep. It's, it's every, killing yeah. our country. I, I agree with you. And I think everybody wants, no matter what what group you're in or what race you are, we all want, we all want the same thing. We want a good life. 
We want to raise our kids. You know, we, we, we want to live a long, healthy life as long as we can. We want to love our kids or our elders. Everybody wants exactly. to, they want to be safe, you know. And, and Exactly. You know. And I think what happens is people chime in and they say things um, like the previous caller. You know, well, why are they picking on the white people? They had a permit. Well, that doesn't mean you can run somebody down. No, that's right. You know? And on the other side, Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. I'm sorry. And I can understand how you feel. You might feel that you're being targeted. Well, let's address that. You know? Mm -hmm. Let's address it all. But let's not continue to polarize this country because it's going down the toilet. All right. I agree with you. Thank you for your call. Thanks okay. for taking it. Nope. You're very okay. welcome. Thank you, Suzanne. Have a good day. You bet. All right. From Suzanne to Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Brian. Um, I just, um, you know, most people hate, you know, Ku Klux Klan and these extreme people. Um, However, I, you know, labeling people as the media is doing, I don't know who the, some of these people really are, but what I do know is that there are a lot of agitators that are going, and I'm not even talking all left-wing, although I, I think most of them are Marxist, going there from out of town. Why, if there's a, some kind of march you don't like and it's some little couple of people from the, Maybe they are from the clan or whatever. I don't know. If you ignored it, <laughs> it would die, and nobody would pay any attention to them. But these these outside agitators go there deliberately to stir things up. And I'm very sorry that this person was 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 killed, and that's horrible. And the person should be um, prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But um, these these people, these agitators, are deliberately ginning things up and going coming there from out of town. And why are they doing that? It's to cause trouble. It's to cause, um, to, that's what Marxists do is, and I'm not saying whether this woman was, I don't know her, but um, they go there to um, to stir things up and cause, they want the right and the left or whoever to clash. They just want clashing. And the more the news media talks about it and um, agitates it, and that's deliberate too, I believe. Mm-hmm. So um, that's more, that's what I think. Okay. Well, thank you, Zoe. Yeah, and you're right. I think there are agitators, you know, on both sides of the extreme. Mm-hmm. And then you get innocent person who this young lady apparently, you know, is someone who just, you know, is saying, "Hey, I don't want hate." I, you know, she just kind of got swept up in it, and then she gets run over. And, right. Know, I don't. And, and, I don't know anything about. I don't either. But I'm just lady. saying I'm sorry that. It and and unfortunately, it's people that you know, that probably aren't um, on either end of it that get swept up into it, and unfortunate things happen. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Zoe. Thank you. Okay. We're at 920. I'm going to take a quick break here, Ed. We'll come back. we got more calls. Got some more for you straight ahead here on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, just checking out all the uh, action, of course, around the nation with both news and sports. If you're following, of course, the National League Central, the Cubs – Back a game ahead of the Cardinals. Cubs get a win in Arizona last night, 7-2. to two. Javi Baez with a three-run home run in that game. The Cardinals' eight-game winning streak came to an end. And wouldn't you know it, Ed Bond shows up at Bush Stadium after they've won all these games in a row, and they lose. So, <laughs> way to go, Ed. Helping the Cubs out, I think. 
All right, we're at 923. We're here on Penny for your thoughts. Of course, the events in Charlottesville headlining a lot of the news today. Uh, lots of uh, texts and emails here. Let's see, from Dave in Champaign. Lots of Make America Great Again hats among the alt-right neo-Nazi crowd in Charlottesville, yet Trump won't directly condemn them or Putin. Strange, question mark, Dave in Champaign says. Uh, Bill says, I don't like either side of the Charlottesville riots. The far left has a long history of violent behavior. You can't blame all Black Lives Matter members for Dallas cop killings. The same is true here. So there's a couple of thoughts on it. Let's go back to the uh, phones here, and Bob is on the line here at 924. Hi, Bob. Hi. Okay, I'm not going to say everybody is, but uh, take some of the people maybe on unemployment on the, from the state that takes their unemployment check, goes to another state, gets involved in these riots and everything else. Same way with late cards that they might have cash value on them and they go to another state or even a state right there. To me, if they're not trying to help themselves and they're not filling out papers from one place to the next to try to get a job, I think all government help, if they're living off the government somehow, that they should be stripped of all their government help. That's what kind of law that would stop a lot of it. Stop a lot of the a lot of the riots. And stop a lot of riot because if it, because I know a lot of those people are unemployed or they're on link cards and the government is is taking care of them and, and if they're doing that, if they're on some kind of government help, I think it ought to be stripped away from them. If they can prove that, if they're arrested and they're proved that their unemployment spends taxpayers' money to get out there the riot, then I think that should be stripped from it. Yeah. If they're on a link card, they're out there rioting, should be stripped away from them. Okay, well, that's not going to happen, but um, anyway. I know, this, I know that's what's wrong with the country right uh, now. They, make a, they need to make a law that will happen, and they're not going to be traveling from out of state to another state using unemployment money. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Bob. Appreciate your call. All right. Uh, text here says, George Soros bought and paid for anarchy is what you're seeing. That's a text. Also, a uh, text in says, this w was this a malicious act on the protesters with the car, or was it a case of road rage because the young man was trying to get somewhere? And I guess that's what we're going to find out in court. The uh, young man, James Alex Fields Jr., 20-year-old, going to be in court in uh, Shalbert, uh, Charlottesville. He's in the Albemarle Charlottesville Regional Jail in northern Virginia, facing second-degree murder and other counts after authorities say he drove into the crowd, fatally injuring one woman and hurting 19 others. Let's go to Kent here on line two. Hi, Kent. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, jump the... Jump the, the topics here for just a second. Oh, sure. Uh, I have heard all of your, or some of your commentary regarding the upcoming eclipse. Yeah. One thing that I have missed is where one could get glasses to watch it. Well, I know that the uh, Parkland Planetarium, they had uh, Jim had Dave Leak on last week, and he said they were selling them for like, I think, a dollar. So you could start there. Okay, uh, sounds good. Yeah, and they from there, I don't know where else you get them, but uh, he, they can probably tell you. Well, uh, thank you for the lead. Yeah. I appreciate it. But you can start at the, with the Parkland Planetarium and see what what happens from there, okay? Okay. Thanks, Bye -bye. Kent. 
All right, good luck with that. Yeah, I know there's uh, sales for those are pretty hot. We may talk about the eclipse here a little bit this morning. Uh, from the last eclipse, total eclipse in North America in 1979, we'll get into that. Uh, Ed types in, says you can check with the Champaign Public Library also. So see there. But you might start with Parkland, go to the library, see what they say. That eclipse, by the way, is a week from today. Total solar eclipse. We're at 928. Bill joins us here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Hey, Bill, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brian. Yes. I guess this protest or this uh, rally was protest against the removal of statues of Confederate, I don't know, generals or members. and Robert E. Lee, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the United States did more to end slavery, and they're still... We're still fighting for it. We lost hundreds of thousands of lives in this country, and we're basically the ones that got rid of slavery. It's still going on today, and we're still fighting it. But if you judge people like Thomas Jefferson is getting a real bad rap in our schools, and so is George Washington because they're slave owners, what if 100 years from now people get more enlightened and they find pro-choice and uh, abortion on demand, what if they find that so repugnant that uh, are they going to remove the pictures, the portraits, the statues of every president and governor that was pro-choice? I mean, it's, yeah. it's easy to judge 150 years ago. Yeah. No, there's been, you know, we've seen the what the Confederate flags removed from the overtime, and now they're kind of working the, you know, the statues. And Robert E. Lee, of course, was... Um, a well-respected general in the Civil War. The North feared him terribly. You know that's why they had to. Eventually, they matched up Grant with Lee. Uh, you know, in Virginia for many battles back and forth. Uh, Lee almost fought for the Union at one point. Uh, he was actually fighting for the state of Virginia, uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, is what what he said. He would, you know, he didn't believe in a lot of what the South would. He was fighting for Virginia. But anyway, though, there are Robert E. Lee statues all over the place. Jefferson Davis memorials from the South all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. That's what we're running into right now is people basically, as time has gone on, saying, "Hey, let's get rid of those statues because they remind people of this or that," and that's kind of what's been happening. I think. Wasn't Robert E. Lee like one of the top of his class at West Point? Uh, yeah, and it's funny because he was at the top and Grant was at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess Lincoln fired the general. They had a general that was really good at organizing. Yeah, McClellan. Getting ready, to, getting ready to fight, but not so good at fighting. That's right, George McClellan, yeah. He would uh, run around and, and get all the troops ready and march them and prepare them and march them and get them ready and then never fight. So, no, you're right. If there is, we go to uh, <clears throat> uh, Ancestry.com, I found out that my... Like my great great grandfather fought the Civil War, so did his brother. They were gone. He was gone from like '62 to the end of the war, and down in Vicksburg and all that. And they were riding paddle boats as troop ships. And can you imagine being away from home, fighting in combat? You know, on no. a weekly basis. I can't. No, I can't. Three and a half, four years. Nope. And uh, <clears throat> facing death every day. No, it's just like World War II. Those guys yeah. went overseas. Away from their families for years. Yep, and they weren't very old. 
No, they weren't. You're right. Hey, thanks for the call. I Thank appreciate you. it, Bill. Good, good to hear from you. We're at 931. Need to get to some news headlines. We've got callers waiting. A lot of people want to talk about this Charlottesville event, and I figured they would. And we've got some more along the way. We'll look back at the reporting on the 1979 total solar eclipse I think you'll enjoy. Elizabeth Hess may pop in here for a couple minutes. She hosted a interesting forum uh, yesterday involving some of our uh, female political leaders here in our community, and uh, she was a host of that. We'll talk with her about that. We'll take your phone calls, and we will continue with more. Lots of texts, lots of emails pouring in here on this topic. We'll continue with more after the news headlines with our own Michael Kaiser. And welcome back. We're on Penny for your thoughts, 356-9397, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. Lots of talk about Charlottesville, Virginia, of course. A lot of emails on that. Real quick, though, I wanted to get Elizabeth Hassett here before she leaves the building from our morning show. Yes. And you were busy yesterday hosting a forum. Tell me about that. I was, and thank you again for having me on. Uh, Patricia Avery, future lieutenant governor, possibly county board chair, Representative Carol Ammons, Representative Naomi Jacobson, and State's Attorney Julia Reitz comprised this panel. I was just the moderator, but it was basically... What's it like to be an elected female? What does it take to do it? And now that a lot of women have been inspired, Mm -hmm. they just answered a lot of questions from the audience. How do we do this? And where did they do this? This was at the Champaign Public Libraries from 2.30 to 4 yesterday. It was hosted by the Champaign County Young Democrats. Mm -hmm. Dynamic group of of people, uh, most of them in their 20s and 30s. I've sort of aged out of that uh, group. (laughs) But uh, we set up um, 80 chairs in anticipation of the group, and there were more than 150 people. Mm -hmm. They brought 60 more out after we started, and then there were people standing in the back. Yeah, and you got asked to moderate this uh, as as someone who's in a position where you're on the air a lot, you're a pretty public figure, but also a mom. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, uh, It's important issues to me, and they asked me to moderate it because of my comfort with the microphone, of my ability to move a conversation along, mm-hmm. and uh, they just they wanted a female to do it as well. And it was really it was a great uh, it was a great panel. A lot of things talked about from not just how to run, but what it's like the work life balance mm-hmm. and how hard that is, especially for women in positions. And uh, at one point, uh, State's Attorney Julia Reitz told me, "Just call me." Julia, because I was stumbling all over state's attorney reads. So, but there it was a it was a very well attended, good energy, and like I said, all the credit goes to Champaign County Young Democrats. What was the biggest takeaway for those of us on the male side that maybe we don't quite grasp when it comes to women and politics and being involved in such a public way? Because it's very common now; it happens all the time. But some of the balances, trying to balance life and home and all of that. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, the The biggest takeaway is that they had to make some sacrifices. Uh, you can be in up to 15 parades a year, and that takes you away from family events at home. And a lot of it falls on the women. And they wanted to say it doesn't matter if you are busy or you have a life. You also have something pulling you to uh, make a greater good and, and help out the community. And these women are fierce, and they basically said, if you want to run for public office and you're a female, do it. Hmm. And what was the quote you you and I were talking off air, Julia said at the forum about oh, it, trying, trying to balance everything? And, uh-huh. And, what was work-life balance? How do you do that? And Julia said, I don't. I do I do so many things terribly. And at the end of the day, you, you, you beat yourself up, and you can't be everywhere all the time. Yeah. But she, they were looking to her for an, the panel for answers 
on how to be a great mom, wife, grandparent, and, you know, an employee and yeah. public servant, there is no easy yeah. way. I mean, you know that as you head into the football season. Sure, you sure. have fam- work-life balance yeah. as well. Well, sounds like a great forum and a great uh, attended one. It so was. congratulations on hosting that. And Thank you. Thank you very much for yeah. having me on. You're we're welcome. going We're going to keep doing these forums, so okay. uh, look for us to uh, expand. Hopefully, I'll be asked to, uh, back to moderate. All right. Is there any, uh, was there any video of it or anything, or is it all just... It got recorded. I will find out exactly, okay. and I'll let Tim Dittman know, and he can post on our social media yeah. how to view it. Okay. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. 942, Elizabeth Hess from our uh, staff here, of course, on the morning show with Dave Gentry. Let me find my place here. Where are we on phone calls? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Is this Alan on two? Hi, Alan. Hello, Brian. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. I was going to get away from the uh, Virginia thing a little bit, talk a little bit about weather and a little bit about football. Yeah. Have you been to practice? No, I haven't. Okay. I quit going to them. I went several years ago, and I thought they looked pretty good, and it was one of the worst seasons they ever had, so I quit going. Oh, well, okay. So uh, what 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 do you want to know? Well, weather-wise, uh, yeah, so yeah, on during summer, and it was pretty much right on the weather and all that, but uh, we ended up getting more rain this summer than they said we would, which has worked out pretty good for us here. Yeah, for the, for the corn, for sure, yeah. Yeah, the corn's pretty well made, and beans got a little ways to go yet, but... Uh, I think they're going to be in good shape. But anyway, I was listening to the St. Louis forecaster last week, and he pretty much said the same thing that uh, Greg did about uh, this fall is going to be pretty cool this year. And they even talking about having measurable snowfall before Thanksgiving in St. Louis, which is really rare. It's rare here. Oh, wow. And they yeah. talk about they might have snow before Thanksgiving in St. Louis. I thought, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah, and I, you may remember this too, Alan. I think I remember Greg when he was on with us saying that um, the fall it might get wet. We may have trouble getting the crops out because it might yeah, be too but, wet. But this guy said there's going to be a lot of rain this uh, yeah. this fall. That, that's hmm. a possibility. And if I remember right, Greg said we could have a really early frost this year too. Well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. I, I anyway. like I like clear Saturday afternoons. So me too. That's so. why I go to. That's right. Thanks, now, Alan. Football. Oh, go now, ahead. Football. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm starting to get a little excited about football. It took me a long time. But, uh, you know, Ricky Small is supposed to be our best uh, recruit coming in. He's yeah. a wide receiver. He looks good. And we got Dudek and we got uh, Malik, Turner. Malik Turner, yep. My concern is, do we have a quarterback and get the ball to him? Well, that's what we're going to find out. We don't have a big sample size, but... Um, you know, just for example, I was at the scrimmage on Saturday and uh, Chase threw a great ball to Malik Turner for about a 75-yard touchdown. And then on, then on the next series, he overthrew Dudek and threw a pick. So he had one of each. That's what I'm getting so, at. Yeah. So we'll That's see. That's a big concern. Yeah. That's, uh, and, the, and the other thing, as you well know, Alan, uh, that offensive line has to has to come together because we don't want him back there. Now, the one we don't want him scrambling for his life. Now, the one advantage Crouch has, as you know, over Lunt is that oh, he's yeah. more mobile, and I think that gives you just yeah. an added dimension on a broken play. But well, I'm sure they're going to run him some, but oh, yeah. uh, I don't think they want him to run very much for the injury factor. Right. They don't want him hurt, that's for sure. But, okay. Uh, all right. Well, Three thanks. Weeks. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Bye. little football here. We're a couple of weeks out from game week, by the way. Two weeks from tonight is our first Lovey Smith show. 
at Buffalo Wild Wings in Savoy. Is that right? Two weeks from tonight. So we're getting ready. Of course, the News Gazette uh, media guys, uh, sports page, they've been leading a lot of football talk. I know Scott Beatty's been out at practice a couple of times. The Saturday sports talk guys, uh, Kaiser and Tate, were out there Saturday. So you get a chance. The weather's been really nice, and uh, they've got three fields to work on. The field I like the best, and we saw this on Saturday, is that one on the south along the fence along St. Mary's Road because there's a huge hill that you can sit on and watch when they're using that field. They kind of rotate among the three fields, but I think it's a pretty good setup. 946 here at DWS. I think Brian's been hanging on. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm doing fine, Brian. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, about the Charlottesville thing, uh, everybody is, there's a lot of people out there blaming the right, and uh, a lot of people have already labeled this kid a terrorist and a murderer, but video has come out from the rear of that line showing where that kid's car was attacked. It was smashed in the rear with a ball bat or a big lead pipe or something. The guy, One of the guys, guys in the crowd jumped out, smashed it in the back you know, where the, light, the lights are, and the kid had, you know, touched his brakes and then went, went, swerved a little to the right, tried to get out of there, and then he was surrounded by a mob and attacked. Hmm. That's been out now. That's shown. This wasn't a kid who was a terrorist or a right-wing, you know, ultra-right racist or supremacist. No, this was a 20-year-old kid who was getting attacked by a leftist, a bunch of leftist thugs, radicals, and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And That's may, what happened. And may have gotten scared. Well, if you had a mob of your car got hit with a ball bat or a lead pipe, and all of a sudden you got people throwing stuff at your car and trying to rip you out, yeah, I would probably just gun the uh, motor, too, and tear into them. Yeah. yeah. At that would, point, if they yanked him out of the car, he would have been killed. Yeah. Once it deteriorates to that point, then all bets are off, you know, on yeah, what's, what's going to happen. Yeah, and here's another thing, too, Brian. A lot of people understand this, that the vice mayor of Charlottesville, uh, a few weeks before the, the protest, that the people on the right had a permit, too. He canceled permits. They went to court. They got it reinstated. And then before they showed up, the cops were there in riot gear and ordered the people on the right, and I despise the term off right, I despise that, to leave. There was an illegal protest and leave. And so they were going to leave. The, pro, the Black Lives Matters and the Antifa and all this anarchists were bust in from all over the, the area. They were bust in. The police would not let these people leave the way the police were going to go. They forced them to march through the mob. Hmm. And they were ordered to stand down by the mayor, the police were. Hmm. Now, people can just check this out. The cops weren't doing anything. You can see it on the video. You can see the stand-down order. It's all, it's all been posted. Now, I mean, they were ordered to stand down. They were ordered to stand down in Berkeley, Baltimore, all kinds of places. Liberal, Democrat mayors ordered them to stand down. These anti, the Antifa and Black Lives Matter were throwing balloons filled with urine, feces, blood, paint, all kinds of stuff at the right-wing protesters. And uh, a particular note, when you see close-ups to the people holding the Nazi flags, look real close at those flags. They're brand new, out of the box. You can even still see the creases from their main folded. I highly doubt these were white people that were Nazis, and maybe more like paid thugs come to brought in to make them look like they were white Nazis. I, I, this is a tactic of the left, of the Communist Party, that has been successful for years, for decades. Hmm. And if you look at this, you, you can bet these people are probably busted in by a George Soros group. But I highly urge people to look up the video. You will see that kid's car got attacked, and that was the reason why he sped off. Hmm. 
All right. Well, it's uh, there's a lot to look at there for sure, and uh, I appreciate you sharing yeah. it with us. All right. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Brian. Yep. Good to hear from you. Three five six nine three nine seven. The uh, Dow is soaring 150 points today. Wall Street sees North Korea tensions easing. At least it's quiet right now. Got a lot of text to get to. I'll get to those. We got text about eclipse glasses, where to get them, how much they are, uh, Confederate statues. We've got a text on that. We'll get to all of that. Your phone calls. We have a open line today, 9 to 11, hoping to check in with a reporter from a CBS, Jim Crisola, who's out in Charlottesville. Uh, he was at the hearing today. Apparently that bond hearing is done now out in Charlottesville. And if he's able to join us for a couple of minutes, he can kind of give us an on-the-scene report. If we don't get that, that's okay, too. Your comments are uh, fine as well as we go along this morning on Penny for Your Thoughts. I'll tell you about some guests we're going to have. Got a little eclipse talk during the week and maybe a little bit today about the last total solar eclipse in North America. All that straight ahead, 951. We'll take a break. Back with more Penny in a moment. We're back on Penny for your thoughts. Brian Barnhart in for Jim Turpin. Jim taking a well-deserved break here this week. He'll be back and ready to go here is a couple of things. We get ready for the football season. We're also going to be moving our studios, actually where we broadcast from, downtown eventually, to the downtown location there at the News Gazette building in downtown Champaign. Studios being prepared as we speak, so we're at this location for now here at Neal and Windsor, and uh, eventually Jim will be doing his show, as the rest of us will be from downtown. But for now we're here, and uh, Jim taking a week off. Got lots of things lined up for you this week. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, in the second hour, Doug Quick's going to join us. Of course, on uh, local Fox television, Channel 15 as well, for many, many years, of course, uh, doing the weather. He's also got a website on radio and TV history here in our community. And in particular, our building and our history here at WDWS and WHMS and WKIO, our three stations. And uh, so we'll just talk some radio and TV history and visit with Doug. And then Tom Bruno is going to join us in the first hour, hour number one, on Wednesday. 9.55, some of the text here, it says, um, George Soros bought and paid for anarchy is what you're seeing. I think we got that one. Uh, from Sarah, she says, I looked at page A4 in the News Gazette and stared at the photo of somebody holding a flame set up from an aerosol spray can pointing the nozzle at another. I then looked through YouTube, and apparently this is something folks do for various reasons, lighting an aerosol spray can on fire. The other day I bought a small can of WD-40 at Walmart, and my age was asked, apparently, and now I know better why, if you are not 17, you cannot purchase it. I thought it was for, um, since huffing reasons, uh, setting an aerosol can on fire, really. That's from uh, Sarah. Let's see here. Hi, Brian. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> I got that one. Okay. Um, also, it says check with the Champaign Public Library on the glasses. Uh, Benny says go to the Champaign Public Library for the eclipse glasses early Tuesday morning before they open the library. Ran out of glasses this morning. They gave out 50 of them, and now they ran out until Tuesday morning. Okay. So Tuesday morning is when you could get them. I mean tomorrow, right? Is that be tomorrow? Okay. Uh, the bond hearing of James Fields has ended. The eclipse glasses at Parkland Planetarium, they say, are $2 each. I said a dollar, I think. 
And it says here, a text says, please check the dates on the erection of the Confederate statues. I've done some looking. Uh, they were not put up after the war, uh, or after the Civil War, as that would have been seen as tre treasonous since they were losers in a war to tear the country apart. Many were erected during a time when the country was trying to desegregate and they were meant to intimidate blacks. So that text into the um, studio as well. I did check on some of them. Some of them were uh, put up in the 1880s, 1870s, uh, within 15 to 20 years after the end of the Civil War. 9.57 here at DWS. Let me tell you about Busey a little bit here as we work our way to the top of the hour. Again, open lines up until 11 o'clock today. Well, don't rely on the classroom parents. It's up to you to talk budgets and boundaries. If your child is going to college, now is the time to have the money talk. You can talk about credit, show your child your credit report, explain how their behavior with credit cards will impact their financial future. Open an account in their name at your bank, making transfers easier. You can even set up overdraft protection, fraud protection, explain the importance of keeping private information private. Uh, budgeting, show your child how to create a budget, college debt, make sure your kids understand the magnitude of the expense of college. Busey understands the demands of back to school. Simplify your finances with their mobile and online services today and educational resources. Visit Busey.com. Call 1-800-67-BUSEY uh, uh, or stop by one of their many convenient locations today. Busey Bank, one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. 356-9397 is how you can reach us on the phone. You can also text us. A lot of folks have done that today. 351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Lots of great football coverage in the News Gazette over the last few days. If you're been following that from training camp they're doing it there on the campus rec field so make sure you check that out sometime here as i think they have camp till the what is today the 14th till the 19th i think is as long as they go and then of course they will move to the stadium once they do that they won't be open practices anymore so if you want to take a peek at the fighting illini now is the time to do that and i also got a text in says free eclipse glasses in a booklet at the Oakwood Rest Area. Is that right? All right. Is it a Vermilion County booklet? The Oakwood Rest Area. All right. 959 says Williamson County, but it's Vermilion County over there. All right. We're at uh, about 76 degrees at 10 o'clock at WDWS Champaign-Urbana. All right, welcome back. Penny, for your thoughts rolling on here on this uh, Monday morning. We're just about 79 degrees. What a great stretch of weather we have had. This has been unbelievable. The uh, lack of humidity and just the pleasant temperatures with light breezes out of the north a lot of times, and it has been awesome. Hope you're enjoying it as we move into the middle of August, two weeks away from game week here for the University of Illinois football team as they continue with their camp this week. By the way, we've had people, uh, You maybe you've seen or heard this this morning, I guess Blue Angels planes have been buzzing around here, or at least going overhead, or people are hearing or seeing them. And I'm thinking, okay, this must be uh, the Chicago Air and Water Show coming up soon. Or maybe it's on now or this weekend. Apparently it comes to Chicago August 19th and 20th, so today's, what, the 14th, so it's coming up. One of the largest free admission events of its kind and a 
token of Chicago tradition. U.S. Navy Blue Angels performing uh, gravity-defying stunts in the sky. U.S. Army Parachute Team Golden Knights and the U.S. Navy Leapfrogs jumping out of an aircraft 12,500 feet above the Earth's surface to the North Avenue beach below. <laughs> no, thank you. I'd watch it, but I'm not going to participate. But, yeah, that's uh, – so we're, apparently we've got reports from multiple people now, right? People are hearing them this morning, we buzzing got, uh, overhead. Our friend Rick Bednar called in. A couple other people called in. They're seeing the planes out there. I don't know exactly where, but it must be for the uh, the Aaron Moore show this weekend. Have yeah. you ever been to that show? I have not been. We used to broadcast it when I was at WIND, and we'd set up camp on the beach there. And would be there for the weekend and do play-by-play of the... It's a spectacular show, but millions of people, literally millions of people to watch the show. Mm. It, you know, so if it's a, a nice, warm day on the beach in Chicago, there's nothing like it. Nothing like to watch it, huh? So it goes on for two days, then? It goes on yeah. for two days. Wow. Uh, mm. I, you know, last year, I think they had some weather problems with it, but, uh, you know, if it's... a uh, on that that coastline in yeah. Chicago. Well, I've been I've been really watching something. been watching Cubs games before, and you'll see or hear a jet or something go overhead, or they'll show camera shots of what's going on uh, while the Cubs are playing. So yeah, that's the Chicago Air and Water Show. So if you've seen the Jets or heard them this morning, let us know. I'm getting a lot of reports on that here that have come in. We've been talking Charlottesville, Virginia, of course. By the way, Charlottesville, Virginia is a beautiful place. You've never been there. That's where the University of Virginia is. And Northern Virginia, there are very few places prettier than Northern Virginia. So it's just too bad all of the, not just because it's pretty, but the tragedy of what happened this weekend. And, you know, you got to say there's agitators on both sides. And they clashed, and one person lost their life. The uh, driver of that car that drove into the counter-protesters, James Alex Fields, denied bail in Charlottesville today. Did some reading on some Confederate statues. I'll get to that here in just a little bit. Let's go back to the phones. And Margaret joins us today on Penny. How are you, Margaret? Fine, thanks, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. I just saw those Blue Angels. I was driving west on Kirby Avenue right about uh, between Madison and Mayfair. And they flew across from north to south in formation. Really? <laughs> it was Wow. <laughs> and, and how many of them were there? Well, I think there were six. There okay. might have been five, but I, they went across so fast, and I think they landed out here at Willard. Okay. So, uh, wow, Madison Mayfair, you said. Yeah, I yeah. was driving west on Kirby, and that's huh. when I saw them. Wow. And, they go, and they, they go by fast, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Very well, fast. Well, thanks that's for your... That's why I couldn't th- tell if it was five or six. <laughs> <laughs> the time you counted, they were gone. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Margaret. Thank you. All Have right. a good day. Yep. It's got to be part of that air show, I would think. Jim Lewis mm-hmm. is here. Good morning, Brian. Yes. You you know all about this? Well, I know all about it, but I saw <laughs> I was out. You've done this. Yeah. I was out uh, behind the building right about 10 o'clock, and I saw three fly east to west just north of the building, mm-hmm. um, three of them kind of low. It's like, huh, that's interesting. And then just a couple minutes later, four of them flew by just south of the building. Um, they came east to west and then kind of 
came back south, like maybe they were going to Wheeler, but there was four of those. So okay. I counted seven. Okay. <laughs> so, But yeah, it was kind of, okay, what's going on? Yeah, so know? they must be practicing. I guess so. Is that so. what's happening? Yeah, because then I was kind of thinking, well... I know there's some tensions going on internationally, but I don't know <laughs> if Champagne or Ben is involved in any of that. But they had white underbellies, so and yeah. I guess when I saw them, they were banking or turning. I'm not a yeah. pilot, so I just saw the white underbellies. Oh, so I couldn't see, you know, necessarily the top of the jet. But it's like those are fighter jets. That's not that's not you know flight star or anything like that. No, those are wow. jets. So. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Loud and rumble and low to the ground. So. It's, Interesting to see. Wonder how long it takes them to get from here to Chicago. Yeah, flying like that. Yeah, probably pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a normal plane, you can get to Chicago. You know, you're up and you're down. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. can't imagine those. So yeah. All right. Well, so, there you go. Thanks for the report. You're welcome. So that's what's going on here. So you sit in this little uh, air conditioned padded studio here, and it's uh, you miss a lot of this. You got to go out back and see it. Let's go to uh, Lyle. Hi, Lyle. Yes, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. Quick, uh, hell of a sports question. I live about a mile. I'm sorry, I live about an hour from Champaign. I was thinking about coming over this week, maybe watching some of the football practice. I know it's later in the afternoon, but while I'm there, I thought I might check out the basketball team. Is and I know there's no practices, but is there certain times where they kind of have pickup team, pickup games? All the players are uh, pra- playing or practicing. I could go by and watch the that basketball team also. Yeah, I think um, usually you can, but I don't. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who they allow in and what they allow. Normally, they don't allow people in even for that necessarily. Oh, uh, oh. but but I think that right now I don't think it matters because I think most of the kids are out of town anyway. Awesome. Cause, okay. Because they sent them home, you know, to be with to get ready for school, and then they'll come back once school starts. I see. From, okay. I thought, I thought they were on campus most of the time. The yeah, players. most of the time they are, and they have been throughout the summer. But I think we had uh, Coach Underwood had a press conference here, I don't know, 10 days ago, and basically it was kind of the last day they were going to practice for a while, and they were going to send them home to their families. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, there okay. are there are pickup games, but I don't, but I don't, I think they try to limit, you know, who wanders in and out. So, I see. Well, yeah. Well, sure. Just a thought. thought yep. Well, I yeah, good to hear from you, and hopefully you can get to a game or two this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, got, we got our season tickets already for football, and hopefully they're on the way for basketball. Well, good. Well, yeah. Well, follow the line. I always have and always will. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay, okay Brian. Yep. Have a good, good day. Good bye. to hear from you. Yep. 356-9397. This from Julie. Planetarium had the glasses as of this morning, but they are going quick. Julie says we got ours last week for a dollar at the planetarium. So it's either a dollar or two. <laughs> and a text from Ed. This is a different Ed, not Ed Bond, right? Says, do we need to protect? This is probably a good question. Do we need to protect pets or livestock from looking at the eclipse as they're liable to look at it out of curiosity? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, Tom, how are you, Tom? Uh, pretty good, Brian. I was stationed on the USS Lexington, uh, aircraft carrier. We were home ported in Pensacola, Florida, the training carrier. But when we were in port, we were in port every weekend, and every three weeks we would be in port nine days. But used to watch the Blue Angels practice all the time over the base. Uh, they're, they were based in Pensacola back in, back in the day. And that's also where the Naval um, Air Station, we tied up to the Naval Air Station, and that's where Navy pilots go to school. 
hmm. 18 months, and the real graduation is coming out and landing on the Lexington. Uh, they had to make two rested landings and two ch- touch and go. But uh, I just recently bought uh, some uh, Blue Angel, I think it was three CD and DVDs, and uh, it's uh, really fun to watch. Get hmm. to see him again. I mean, even though it's on DVD. Yeah. But uh, I must admit, I like my duty station uh, much better before the election than I was at the U.S. Naval Facility in Barbados. Oh. <laughs> so, All right. So, talk about good duty. Yeah. yeah. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your call. Yeah, we got the Blue Angels buzzing overhead here this morning. Do you know uh, Ed Bond, the uh, show announcer Herb Hunter, the voice of the Air and Water Show for the last 30 years? Do you know? I don't know him. So I didn't know they had a voice of the Water and Air Show. I have not met him, but I've heard him several times. He's he's pretty good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Who's up next? Bernie is up next. Bernie, how are you today? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Beautiful day. Yeah, it is. I thought I'd call in and uh, be be a spoiler or else be the ignorant one, but I was standing on my deck about 10, 15 minutes ago and saw the uh, Thunderbirds mm. fly overhead. That's <laughs> what we understand, yeah. Yeah, um, um, but uh, I don't know, everybody's been saying it's the Blue Angels, but uh, I seriously believe it was the Thunderbirds Oh, so right over my house. So what's the difference? Uh, one's Navy and one's Air Force. Thunderbirds are Air Force. Okay. All right. But, well, but, um, um, they, would they be part of the water show up there too? Uh, well, they might be there. I, I don't know if they ever perform at the same venue or not. Okay. Well, but, I just um, uh, all I know is the Blue Angels and the Parachute, the Golden Knights, and uh, what's the other one? Somebody else uh, is going to be up at the Air and Water Show. So. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah. Well, That's, anyway, they they fly all over the country all all summer long. So who knows? Yeah. Um, I was wondering, can I make a comment about the uh, Charlotte thing? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, go I, ahead. I, you know, I w- woke up this morning, was uh, reading my tablet, and um, and it just occurred to me that uh, this kid that was driving that car that went into the crowd might have been, you know, maybe it's not as cut and dried as everyone thinks, because I'm thinking maybe he was terrified and he got he got caught up in the uh, you know, the demonstration somewhere, and he's just trying to get the heck out of there. Mm. Yeah, that's what uh, uh, somebody else brought that up. And, uh, did they? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Uh, you're the second person to think about that. So Yeah, but uh, um, I, I remember, oh, back when the Rodney, Rodney King thing was going on, mm-hmm. and people were riding, even in this town, there was a few demonstrations. Um, you know, there was there was some uh, black, Afri- well, black preacher that, you know, even spoke up and said, that, uh, you know, if he had got his car surrounded by a crowd of people wielding, you know, weapons of any kind, he said there'd be a couple of people probably run over because he wasn't going to stick around mm. after watching that truck driver get the heck beat out of him. Yeah. No, it's so, uh, it's scary and it's unfortunate and it's just really too bad. It's, yeah. And, and the I, sad and thing is that, it's it's not necessary. But No, it's that's, not. That's I, the world I'm we pretty live sure in. both sides were, were guilty of everything, you know, because mm. one group shows up, the other one decides to show up and show them what, and it's, you know, there we go. So anyway, All thank right. you very much. Thanks for the call, Bernie. Appreciate it. Three five six nine three nine seven. We have the. Let's see here. I'm gonna. I'm getting flooded with emails. The Blue Angels schedule 
is uh, they were August 5th and 6th in Seattle, Washington, August 19 and 20 in Chicago, and August 26-27 in uh, Brunswick, Maine. Thunderbirds schedule, they're in Westfield, Massachusetts, August 12 and 13. So that just got done. August 19 and 20, they're in Michigan at an open house air show there. So maybe that's, I don't know, 10-24 here at DWS. Back to my place here. Let's go to Ken. Ken, good morning. How are you? Yeah. Hey. Uh, the uh, man that uh, there was a man that watched him line his car up to run into that crowd. It was no accident. And if he was trying to get away, why did he drive into the crowd? That doesn't even make sense. Go the other it way. Was cold. Huh? Yeah, he drove into the crowd intentionally. Hmm. And then uh, the other question is, uh, when does the football team practice? Well, generally, uh, during this week, they'll go from like 2.30 to 5, um, except on Wednesday when they go about 5.30 to 8. And that's over in the uh, soccer field area? Yes. the uh, Well, the uh, campus rec fields, if you go a little bit east of Eichelberger Field, the softball field, okay, just just off of Kirby there is when they usually uh, are practicing. So, Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yep, you bet. Saturday morning they practice 9 to 11. They did anyway this week. But uh, generally the times have been, and I don't think they've changed much. They, they tweak them occasionally. If they get some weather, they might move it indoors, go back to the Irwin Center, get back on the school buses and go to the Irwin Center. So it could be that too. But uh, anyway, just kind of keep an eye on it. Texter says, I was there to get the Eclipse glasses. They were $2 because they cost more this time because of shipping. All right, we're at 1026. We'll take a break. Let's come back with more. We've got more phone calls, more texts, more emails. It's a busy Monday morning. Charlottesville, Blue Angels, or Thunderbirds. Uh, we've got uh, got folks claiming there's one of uh, some of each here. Or they're seeing differently, so we'll see. But uh, we'll come back with more in a moment. 1029 here at DWS. We're on Penny for Your Thoughts. A little warmer here today as we work our way to the middle of August. I'm Brian Barnhart in for Jim Turpin. Jim taking some well-deserved time off. And let's see here. Got a text in from Haywood. Says the neo-Nazi protesters had helmets and shields. The loudmouth president bashed Merck CEO, but nothing about Nazis. That's from Haywood. That text in. Been talking about Charlottesville today. We've been talking about uh, the Blue Angels or the planes that are flying overhead. One caller says it's the uh, Thunderbirds, not the uh, Blue Angels. Thunderbirds have a show this weekend up in Michigan, so I suppose that's possible. They could be zipping around overhead. But whatever, we've got planes crisscrossing over Champaign-Urbana. And whatever else is on your mind today. We've had a lot of great calls, a lot of emails and texts. The uh, place has been hopping today. Here at DWS, we're with you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, open line, 10 o'clock, Doug Quick will join us. We'll come back with more callers now. Back to uh, John. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Brian. Hey, how are you? Oh, those planes sound good over here. Make me want to go get my parachute, come out of retirement, <laughs> and go out and get Miss Anna Wall, and we just go jump out of a plane and cheer it up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't a Navy leapfrog, were you? No, I was a ranger. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, uh, Brad, I, I know how everybody feels, and we all feel that the thing in uh, West Virginia should never happen.
But the kid was on the front line of that, and I know people are going to think it's fake news, but you can look it up on CBS. He was on the front line, and he was holding his shield, and he's with some other guys. But then he left the line and went to the back because of the disturbance, and the next thing you look, that car come flying through there. Huh. So they do have it all documented, and they, they had it on CBS News this morning. Hmm. So he was, uh, he just left the front line and went and got in his car and just went through it. Yeah. But then they talk about his past that, you know, he had a problem growing up and some problems at home, and his mom had no idea. She thought he was going to a Trump rally. That's what she said on the news. Oh, really? Morning. Yeah. So did and it, she did, had no idea. One of the callers said it showed, the video showed he sped up a little bit as he approached the group or the when he was driving yeah. into them. And they, they said he grew up in Kentucky, left Kentucky, and his mom and his mom moved to Ohio. And all his coaches and teachers and everybody was talking about him. He always had some problems. He believed in the neo-Nazis and uh, all this mm. stuff and blah, blah, blah. And it just went on. They showed it all today. All right. And, well, and people sad. should, people should really check that sad. out. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. I don't know if that young lady is a mother or a wife, but yeah. it's sad she had to lose her life just walking across the street. Innocent bystander. Yep. Just makes you shake your head and say, man, oh, man. It I mean, does. It really does. does. Hey, you guys have a good morning. Thanks, John. Hey, Ed, thanks for going to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Stopping the Cardinals. Yeah, Ed went, if you missed it, Ed went to the uh, Cardinal game and their winning streak snapped. So, All right, 1032, let's go to uh, Cardinal fan Michael Kaiser with the news. Stadium. Okay. That's first, I don't know the last time Ed's been to a Cardinals <laughs> game, but uh, thanks a lot, Ed. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the news here. It's uh... All right, we're back on Penny for your thoughts. Brian Barnhart in for the vacationing Jim Turpin. I'll be with you tomorrow, open line 9 to 10. Doug Quick in the second hour. Tom Bruno joins us on Wednesday. So that's what's ahead the next couple of days here on Penny for your thoughts. Good morning, Brian. This is from Greg in Monticello. With the events in Virginia this weekend, the media is focused on the violence. The out-of-control black-on-black violence continues in Chicago. Why does the media not report on that? There are symbols of the Civil War at Oak Ridge Century a Cemetery, maybe, in Springfield. How long before the liberals demand the removal of the statues around President Lincoln's tomb? Says, I agree with your previous caller. These are paid protesters, most likely by George Soros. The annual Bud Billiken Parade was held in Chicago this weekend. Several shots were reported. Why is the media not reporting that? That is from Greg. And we have confirmation, by the way, from Willard and Flight Star. It is the Thunderbirds that are flying overhead. Thunderbirds. And they have a show in Michigan at the uh, Selfridge Air National Guard Base in Michigan. So that's what we're seeing and hearing overhead, apparently. And maybe they're both here. Maybe they're both nearby, but the Blue Angels have a show up in Chicago this weekend, but we're told it's the Thunderbirds, according to Willard. Had a caller earlier that told us, hey, it's the Thunderbirds. So there you go. That's what's happening here today as our planes crisscross overhead. 356-9397. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. Text us, 3515357. By the way, as of August 2016... There were more than 1,500 public commemorations of the Confederacy, even excluding the battlefields and cemeteries, 718 monuments and statues, 
109 public schools, 80 counties and cities, and 10 U.S. military bases bore the names of Lee, Jefferson Davis, and other Confederate icons, according to a tally by the Southern Poverty Law Center. More than 200 of these were in Virginia alone. All right, let's go back to the phones, and Mike is with us this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, sir. I got two comments. Number one, I'm out at the airport right now, and yes. there, I can see five of the Thunderbirds sitting here now. There may be more down around the corner. Okay, five but of these them. Are, these, these are definitely uh, Air Force Thunderbirds. All right, that's good and to know. Second, yeah, the second thing I want to say is I was raised in the South. I'm from the North, but I was raised in the South. Every county seat in the state almost has a monument on their front lawn for the the war uh, for war so, soldiers. Majority of them are Confederate soldiers monuments, and some the one that uh, from the little town I am it was built in. Uh, 1889. So a lot of these go back a long time, and I'm I'm not agreeing with what this guy did. Uh, I think this this guy really made a big mess. But I'm also against tearing them all these down. This is a part of the history of the South. Yep, and that's where this got started in Charlottesville, right? Was they were protesting the taking down of a, a General Lee statue, right? Right. See, they took. Took what four or five down in New Orleans yep. uh, a few months back. Mm. They had some demonstrations, not like they did now. But this this history, you know, they, you've got to realize that uh, it may not be right, but this is history of the South, and people should recognize that. I'm not for what you know the original uh, Confederate War and Civil War was not about slavery. It was about the separation of the states. States' rights. And the yeah. States' rights. Mm-hmm. Then it turned into slavery. Yeah. And <clears throat> you look through history, you'll find out the North had as many slaves as the South did. And a lot of, a lot of the slavery, slaves came from the North and were sold by African-American owners. Yeah, there's uh, when you read all the history books, there's a lot. It goes a lot deeper than a lot of people realize. Right, it does, and people should realize this and and look look at history. That's that's all I'm asking. Yep. You know, unfortunately, they don't teach history either American history or Civil War history uh, in schools anymore. Nope. And I think this is this is a problem we're having. They instead of uh, all this other stuff they got in there. Go back to the basic math, yep. English, and American history, which the Civil War is a part of American that's, history. That's right. Yeah, and I, I've been reading a book uh, I said earlier, 1948 election with Harry Truman and all the different candidates that ran from Henry Wallace on the far left to Strom Thurmond on the other side uh, in 1948 and how divided, you know, and how, how much of the similar things were going on back then having to do with the South and the history of the South and all of that. So, I mean, it's been going on a long time. Yeah, it has been. And, it's, you know, it needs to be over, and we all need to get along. All right, Mike. Hey, thanks for the comments and the update. Okay.
on the Thank you much. on the Thunderbirds. Thank you. Okay. Ten forty three here at DWS. You ever been in a collision? Gallo Miller and Pain and Collision Repair. They want to help. Full service collision repair facility. They know having a car accident is a serious matter. And and with those car accidents, I mean, you're just minding your own business. You're going along. Maybe you've not paying attention is when you should, or you made a wrong turn or left turn, or somebody else isn't paying attention, and boom, you're in an accident. And it's serious. And you want help. And you're you're rattled. And you don't know what to do. Call Gallimitter Paint and Collision Repair. They've been sponsoring Penny for Your Thoughts and Jim Turpin for a long time. They know what a hassle it can be. Free estimates always offered. Gallomiller.com on I-74, on the south side of I-74, between Neal Street and Prospect. If you get on 74, you'll have to get off somewhere and go back and find them. You can't get to it from 74, but it's just uh, south of I-74. So uh, check that out, between Neal Street and Prospect. All right, Ed, you've got your mic down. You're, uh, uh, Brian uh, Michael in the newsroom says that the airplane stopped for fuel oh. at Willard. And okay. Sounds like it was kind of unplanned. Uh, Willard found out about 20 minutes before they were going to land that we're here. So they're on their way home to Las Vegas, Nevada, and they uh, did a little flyover and dropped into Willard. There they are. Okay. The Air Force stopped at Willard for fuel. On their way home to Las Vegas. That's what they're doing. Well, there you go. And then we've we've circled around it and we've discovered what it is. So that's good. Thanks for all the updates. Ten forty five. We need a break. We're back with more in a moment. Welcome back, Penny. For your thoughts, rolling on here. A busy morning today. Appreciate all the phone calls, emails, and texts. Open line tomorrow, nine to ten. Doug Quick in the second hour at ten o'clock. Ten forty nine here at the Radio Center. And back to the phones here quickly. Mike joins us on Penny. Hi, Mike. Uh, good morning, Brian. Say, I've uh, just been listening to bits and pieces. I've been uh, away from the radio off and on. Uh, the discussion regarding the elimination of the Confederate statues or whatever. And a, a thought comes into my mind. It, it is a reminder of our history. Uh, we cannot ignore it. And perhaps those that don't understand uh, all of the history of the North and the South and slavery, uh, if they did, they might understand why we have these. But another parallel might be in Germany, I believe there are st- there's still evidence of the concentration camps, extermination camps, uh, as a reminder. Mm-hmm. And if we're to do away with them, it's is, in my mind, ignoring that it ever happened. And we all know it did happen. And we've moved on. And hopefully it will not occur again. So that's yeah. really the, yeah, that's, the only comment I have. That's the interesting thought process because you can say, hey, here's a statue, but this side lost. And, and yes. read about it. Read about why and, and why their ideas were wrong and so forth. So. Well, and and in this country, of course, we had in some instances brothers fighting brothers mm-hmm. or cousins fighting cousins. Right, well, and it, it's like it's like so many wars and and the the, the unrest we have in this country today. Uh, it doesn't mean that if if you're a liberal or conservative, you have to take that hardline position because you're one or the other, and we, we've almost come to that point and unfortunately we have and uh i don't know what the solution is yeah. but uh prayer i think any anyway i'll let you take 
few more callers. Appreciate oh, the time. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it, Mike. Yep. Sure. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of prayer, I think. All right, 1051. I want to get this real in real quick. This was, um, we got the eclipse coming up a week from today. The last total eclipse in the North American, North American continent was February 26, 1979. This is about a minute or so of, remember Walter Cronkite? This is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. Good evening. For parts of North America, the sun went out today. For a little under three minutes, the forces of darkness ruled in daylight as a great swath of shadow up to 190 miles wide cut across the continent from the coast of Oregon to Greenland. It was the last total eclipse of the sun for North America until the year 2017. Thousands of scientists and amateur viewers saw stars and the planets Mars, Venus, and Mercury briefly dominate the daytime skies. There's been a good deal said in recent days about the ways ancients responded to an eclipse, but as Eric Engberg and Terry Drinkwater report, modern man still hasn't lost his sense of wonder. The moon's movement across our line of sight to the sun, just beginning here, gives the impression that a bite has been taken out of the solar disk. These pictures of the eclipse were taken from a specially equipped Air Force research plane carrying scientists and photo equipment. Cameras on board, fitted with extremely dense filters over their lenses, photographed the disappearance of the sun behind the moon from a point over North Dakota near the Canadian border. From 40,000 feet above the cloud cover, scientists studying the eclipse had an unparalleled view. Slowly, the moon blots out the entire sun as the moment of total eclipse arrives. Some final sparkles of sunlight filter toward Earth across the moon's mountains and valleys. Then, darkness. With the filter removed from the camera lens, the corona of the sun can be clearly seen. Study of this solar atmosphere is one of the main scientific benefits from an eclipse. More is being learned about the corona all the time. Many experts believe it has a direct effect on the Earth's weather. The moon's movement brings forth a second sunrise, ending the mid-morning darkness which had stretched across the horizon. There you go. Eric Engberg. Eric Engberg reporting from CBS News on the Walter Cronkite CBS Evening News. The last total eclipse, North American continent, February 26, 1979. By the way, the next one after next Monday is April 8th, 2024. So there you go. 1054. We'll come back with more to uh, take a couple more calls to wrap it up after this. All right, we've had a full bank of calls today, and our uh, mailbox has been full. We uh, figured out it's the Thunderbirds who are here. They stopped at Willard for fuel. They're on their way home to Las Vegas, Nevada. That's what all the buzzing overhead was about. There is an air show going on in Chicago. I think before in years past, they've wandered down this far to practice a little bit. So, you know, they could be around too, I suppose, during the week. But anyway, 10.57, and I've got uh, not much time left here. So let's see what we can do. Uh, Brian, how are you? Hello, Brian. Hey. Hey, Brian, I was randomly uh, watching uh, CNN and MSNBC uh, last Saturday night, and they were consistently lumping all of Trump supporters as undereducated white racists and supremacists who are afraid of a changing country and rapidly becoming a minority and that this was Trump's base and it shouldn't surprise anybody. And, you know, I, I was watching it just to see 
what they were going to say, but uh, they were ginning up, uh, ginning up uh, animosity and everything. I mean, they they weren't objectively portraying the news uh, in any stretch of the imagination. In fact, they they hardly even brought up uh, the other side. Well, uh, the tendency has been, if you have a, a certain point of view and somebody is on the far extreme end, you try to lump the uh, political opponents into that camp. I mean, that's going on a long time. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I mean, it it went on in the late 40s with, uh, if you were a liberal, you might be connected to the communists. Well, I think the you propaganda know? right now from the media is as bad as I've ever seen it in my lifetime. Oh, propaganda? Oh, I, I think people of uh, the media has taken sides. Instead of being a independent arbitrator of what's going on and give me the facts, um, it, it's they've taken sides. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, they want uh, so. they want a certain outcome and they want a certain narrative and uh, has nothing to do with truth. Uh, you know what and they really want though is ratings. Ratings. And and Trump is good for ratings. I can tell you that. Uh. So. <laughs> Those are the kind of ratings we don't need, Brian. Yeah, I I hear you, but that's kind of where we're at. So, hey, Brian, I got to move, but thanks for uh, thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Very good, and I got to wrap it up for today. I'm sorry we can't get to all the callers here the rest of the way because I have about 20 seconds to tell you that I'll be with you uh, tomorrow from nine to eleven, an open line from nine to uh, ten, and then Doug Quick is going to join us. Local uh, celebrity, of course, does the weather and all kinds of things. He has a great website for radio and TV history. Tom Bruno on Wednesday. More to come on Penny for Your Thoughts. And I also need to tell you, this is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It's 11 o'clock.